what are some key best practices that B2B marketers need to keep in mind when implementing any sort of automation in their marketing campaign? So you need to know the process that you're automating. Like you can't just, don't just create a process and say, oh, we're just going to automate it. Like you need to have done it manually so that you truly understand what's happening, what could go wrong, right? Because if you automate a process and you didn't build it correctly because you never did this before, like you might have a thousand contacts to go through this process in five minutes. And now you just ruined all these contact records, right? Or sent the wrong email out to everybody. Like you really need to be specific and, and know that from start to finish, you've done this before. You know what you're looking at. Are you looking for a method to improve your accuracy, boost your efficiency, and give you and your team more time to focus on the meat of your marketing efforts? Marketing automation might just be the answer you've been looking for. This episode of Growth Team Radio dives into the details of marketing automation, walking you through the ways you can use it to streamline your B2B marketing campaigns. Are you a startup founder or CMO trying to grow your brand? There's good news. You're not the first. Our growth team is committed to learning and earning the skills and strategies high growth companies have used to build their businesses. And now we're sharing them with you. Welcome to Growth Team Radio. Welcome to Growth Team Radio. I'm your host, Mallory Kuhn, and I'm joined today by Chris Dubois, Senior Growth Consultant at Lean Labs. Hi there, Chris. How are you? I am great, Mallory. How are you? I am fantastic. So I'm excited to talk about uh, our topic today, uh, which, uh, you know, today is all about leveraging marketing automation for streamlined uh, B2B campaigns. So let's start with the basics here. Um, can you start by explaining what marketing automation is, uh, you know, how you can use it, why it's valuable, basically, the, the basics, why it's valuable for crafting a B2B marketing campaign and running one? Yeah. So... At the basics, automation is a set of rules that you create that just execute, right? So you get to decide this, like saying, hey, this is an automation, right? It doesn't mean anything unless you set all the right rules in order to make something happen. So you can send the right email at the right time to the right person. And all it takes is a certain trigger that you get to decide on right what that trigger is. And now you don't have to spend all your time worrying, like, am I doing this all correctly? Because you built all of the rules. What's great about that is, and I'm sure we'll get into this a little later as well, is that like, once you have those rules, like it means I can do it manually because I'm following these rules. And then because we know it works manually, we can now go back and do it automatically, right? And build that in. And another piece I'm sure will come up multiple times is like the efficiency and accuracy piece of automations where every, a lot of people very much think we're just automating to make things as efficient as possible, right? Which it does help with efficiency a lot. Uh, and you really should have know the manual process and have it nailed so that you can uh, automate and now save a ton of time over you know over the long run but really we like that that accuracy that we get by removing the human from the loop like the potential for error and we have all these rules which is really the critical part right if you have rules that you follow um you're going to be way more accurate in all of the information you have and all of the stuff that's going out right any assets you send you'll know exactly where those are going and who they're supposed to be hitting. So um, all that's awesome. The the actual value behind this right, is that you don't have to spend all your time wondering what you're doing. It's like it, you, just, you know what the process is, whether it is manual or done through automations. You have it, you have it scripted 
and and you're just letting it run. If we're taking right this process and we're just letting it run, it means we've essentially built predictability into our process where we know if we have these inputs, we will get these outputs. And so now we can use that to actually like feed us the information that we need in order to make certain decisions, in order to you know forecast certain numbers and do things like that. So I always also like to um, you know just kind of give our audience uh, a little background information on the uh, the guest, the person that I'm chatting with uh, about the topic here. So uh, what is your experience? Can you just give us a brief overview? Your experience using marketing automation tools. Um, and these kinds of processes to level up your campaigns. Basically, um, w- why do you know what you're talking about here? <laughs> right. So a lot of the automations that I built have been between HubSpot and Zapier. Um, with Zapier, it was more because I needed like to connect multiple tools. And so we were automating certain information. So now I don't have to go look in multiple tools. I just have the, everything working in the background to put information where I need it and then good to go. Uh, within HubSpot, I've built Tons of workflow. It's like, it, like I mean, the the simplest ones from just making sure your email workflow is going out appropriately to having uh, lead assignments based off regions for the sales reps. And if a sales, certain sales rep doesn't respond within a certain amount of time, then it kicks it immediately to the next sales rep. And like, and just this is all automated so that the company never has to worry. And every lead gets touched a lot faster. Uh, that's a you know life cycle stages changing items so that like, hey, what, when someone becomes or gives us the information that says they're marketing qualified, let's actually change their status on the contact record. So now we can measure, you know, how many marketing qualified leads we're getting and we don't have to actually look at this. And I can now feed that to a different list. I can also start nurturing campaigns through that um, with like looking at SQLs, right? Like as soon as that happens, I can be firing those leads off uh, to, to sales reps. And it's like we, we build that all into the system and now I can also filter reports through there. I can be creating lists from that so that we can all start marketing to the right people and we get a better idea of how our marketing efforts are actually performed. Yeah, well, and peek behind the curtain for our listeners. Um, the reason why I have invited Chris on this episode is because here at Lean Labs, he is uh, kind of the the workflow, HubSpot workflow guru. <laughs> when we're trying to do something you know, with automation or if someone gets stuck trying to create a workflow, um, Chris is usually the one we go to, so um, we know he's good. He's a good one to chat with on this on this topic. So let's dive into the details of how you know people can actually start leveraging these kinds of tools and these uh, kinds of opportunities. So, what are some of the common challenges that a B two B marketer might face, um, and how can using marketing automation help address these challenges? So basically, in what ways can marketing automation be our savior. <laughs> yeah. So one of the big challenges that I think a lot of companies, a lot of marketing teams specifically are facing right now is like a resource shortage, right? There's only so much money that can go around. And when your company has it, you got to split it with all the other departments. Like there's, you don't have a lot of time because nobody's nobody's ever telling the marketing team, hey, do less, right? They're always saying do more. And so how do you do more when you don't have as many resources and you don't have enough time, right? Through finding finding systems like automations to be able to, to actually streamline a lot of those efforts. Like, hey, I know that we have this proven process to do this. How can I now turn it into a process I don't have to look at or actually personally execute? Um, I can just look at it after it fires 
you know, like check on it every so often to make sure that it is still running appropriately. We have those, those maintenance kind of check-ins, uh, but it's doing everything else at scale now, right? We don't need one person might only be able to do, uh, I don't know, five, like process this through for five individuals in an hour. But with the automation, I can now process unlimited numbers of individuals. And so we have now exponentially grown our team. Um, there's also the the challenge that just lead lead gen and nurturing are are challenging for one for one, but they're more difficult when you have like a complex sales environment, right? When you just have like in B two B, there's you got to bring in decision makers. You got to like you, that discovery call has to be on point. You get, there's so many like little things that you have to do in the process, and you can be automating a lot of that journey, right? So when a sales rep actually moves someone into a new uh, the new deal stage because they're advancing them in the pipeline then we can take certain actions in the background to feed feed all this information. Like, hey, now that you've done this, let me create a to-do list for that sales rep, right? And this can happen automatically where, excuse me, they, yeah, they've moved them there. Okay, now it's send them this asset, send them this, um, get a follow-up meeting book. And these are all just like to-do items. And so now you can take a very junior level sales rep, someone who's brand new to the company, and they can fit right in with process because they just have to follow a checklist. And now the only thing they have to worry about is showing up on the call and being the best salesperson that they can be instead of worrying about everything else, right? And so now we've just improved their focus to to make them kind of deadlier on the calls. Um, so I think those are some of like the big challenges that we can easily get around by using automation. Let's dive into an example. Um because I know you, like I've mentioned earlier, you use uh, all kinds of workflows. You've done a lot of work with automations. Let's talk through, if you don't mind, a specific story or a specific example of uh, a case that you, or campaign, right, a situation, a use case where marketing automation significantly improved some sort of result, um, some sort of return. Um, if you have numbers, specific stories, that's great. But just, you know, sure. some sort of context to kind of walk us through. Yeah, so there's a lot of different ways that I've used automation. I would say, let's just use the the basic, something I do for every client. We are just, we are automating their lifecycle stage, uh, like content updates or sorry, contact updates so that we know when someone has become a lead, when someone has become marketing qualified, sales qualified. And the reason we want to do that and have it in the background is because one, we shouldn't be determining this on the fly. Like, there shouldn't be a marketer who looks at a lead and says, is this marketing qualified? Because I have worked with actually one one company specifically who I would ask, what is a marketing qualified lead? What criteria do we need to know to know that we are able to take their money right comfortably uh, without having any moral issues? And and they said, well, we just look at it and decide if it's a good fit. I'm like, how does that help us at all? Right. With me being your, you know, your marketing advisor here. Uh, how am I supposed to know if the leads that we're bringing in are actually qualified good leads? I, I know nothing about the messaging that we're doing, none of this. And so by creating that life service agent, setting the rules that says, if a person does X, Y, and Z or has X, Y, and Z, then we are willing to do business with them. So now I can be building up a list because it's automatically updating that you know MQL status. And then same for sales qualification where they these individuals have now taken an action on the site and they're marketing qualified. And so I know, hey, this the messaging for book, having someone book a call with us is on point, right? Because once we have this entire pipeline, I can look at the conversion rate between each lifecycle stage and get a better idea for how we're performing. So by automating this, 
right? We're not having to go filter through and like update every individual contact. It's just working in the background. But now from a higher level view, I can look at how many MQLs move to SQL. Oh, we have a 50% like fall off. Okay, what can we do to bump that up? Or, and, and really once you look at all the stages, okay, so maybe SQL to opportunity is actually even worse, right? Maybe only 10% move there. Okay, that means our discovery call, right? When we have that first call with someone, we are not doing well. So that's where our problem is. Let's go fix that first. That's low hanging fruit. And then we can fix it. And so by automating this, we're saving time so that we can actually focus on what do we need to do within the process, or like our full pipeline, right? To get better results. And that's something we do like just basic level for any of our clients. It's like, we need to set up these automations because this is what will set us up for success later. I love that example because it brings in, you know, the, the, what you mentioned earlier about the the purpose of automation being, uh, yes, for efficiency and speeding things up, but ultimately for for accuracy, right? You're you're removing the human element from something that, um, you know, needs to be a little bit more standardized <laughs> and freeing up the humans to do the human tasks, um, which I think is really important. Uh, and also helps uh, a lot of those processes be a bit more scalable, right? Examining every lead on an individual basis uh, might work when you're quite small, but as you grow, um, it can be a, a lot more difficult to, to stand up that. Um, so those are some of the, the advantages. Let's dive a little bit more into those advantages because, you know, investing in a, in a marketing automation tool or processes, changing the way things have always been done to move it to a more automated process, um, it sometimes... Um, it's difficult to get buy-in, right, from certain stakeholders to to change processes or invest in tools. Um, what would you tell a business owner or a CMO who was worried about the ROI of those marketing automation efforts? Like, is this going to be, is this juice going to be worth the squeeze, right? Mm -hmm. So first, you got to make sure you're actually proving it out, right? So that it is, so we're not just trying to pick something and then convince the, the CEO that we're, uh, this is going to work. Like we actually got to know it's going to work. So how do we do that? We one count the, the man hours that a task is currently taking. Right. And we could probably create some formula for this. Like man hours is going to be one of those variables that we need to know. How long is it actually taking to run this process from start to finish? Next, how frequently are we running this process? Because if it's something that we're doing once a month, like, okay, probably not the, the thing that we should be automating right now. There's probably something that's more important. And so, so we want to know the frequency. Um, if there are other costs required, then we need to know that. And then the actual like value of that process, right? Not to, the, there are some processes that, yeah, they're necessary. We, we run them, but like not the biggest deal for the company. Like even if we manually do this, the return at the end is not huge. It's just something we're doing. And so I would say with those four, you could probably create like a little formula, right? To come up with like the actual ROI. Hey, this is going to save us this much time. And because it is this impactful to the business, right? And we're doing like this frequently, uh, like this is something that we actually need to automate and it could actually enable us to do all of these other things. And so, and so not just focusing on how much time are we saving, but also what is it allowing us to do on the back end? And I think using that will convince any anyone who's looking at your team's capacity and trying to like, oh, you mean we don't have to hire someone new? We can just automate some of the processes and now our team can do more? Like, seems like a pretty good win. CFOs are high-fiving when they hear that, right? Absolutely. So when you are implementing marketing automation, right, you 
say we've gotten buy-in from everyone we need. Yay. And now we are going to start automating some processes. Amazing. Um, sounds like, you know, as you, you've already mentioned a bit that there's some prioritization that goes into, uh, into the, the equation, right? Deciding which processes to automate now versus the future versus maybe never. Um, but what, what are some other key best practices that B2B marketers need to keep in mind when implementing any sort of automation in their marketing campaigns? So you need to know the process that you're automating. Like you can't just, don't just create a process and say, oh, we're just going to automate it. Like you need to have done it manually so that you truly understand what's happening, what could go wrong, what, right? Because if you automate a process and you didn't build it correctly because you never did this before, like you might have a thousand contacts to go through this process in five minutes. And now you just ruined all these contact records, right? Or sent the wrong email out to everybody. Like you really need to be specific and, and know that from start to finish, it's like you've done this before. You know what you're looking at. Um, and that's something that a lot of people will skip over. Like, especially smaller teams, right? They'll they'll conceptualize it, say, I understand how this works. Do it. But try that. Actually, like, draw it out. Take a napkin and just, like, literally put a box, explain what you're doing in that box. And then flowchart style, right? Like, just keep moving down the page. Like, send this email. Sign to this person. Create a to-do list. Um you can create all those things and then give it to someone else and have them poke holes in it. Like, what could go wrong here? What else do we need to do? What are we missing? Um, a lot of people also miss the fact that when you create one workflow, it could actually influence another workflow and stuff. And though you might accidentally fire something that you didn't mean to because you changed the status somewhere else. And so you need to like, your overall system of, of all these processes needs to be insane. You can't just go like... <laughs> Uh, having someone within your company who is responsible for actually looking at these and owning that, right? You, one accountable party to just say, you are the one responsible for all processes. And now other people can come in and build them, but I need you to be the one who like has oversight to make sure that we're not bumping into, into things, right? If I have one process that says, only send this to, to MQLs, and then another one that fires as soon as someone is an MQL, I need to make sure they actually jive at the right times because... It might not actually fire depending on, you know, there's tons of variables. Be safe with your process. Uh, but as you're, so as you're starting, right, make sure you're mapping it out. Make sure it's something you've manually done. And then um, find a way to actually track performance of it, right? To know like how often is this firing? How, and like, that's why I love HubSpot, right? I can run workflows and it can give me all the stats. How many people have actually worked through this? What paths did they take? And I can break it down to individual levels. So I just want to like, Look at things. I can test the workflow ahead of time. And so I can do all of this to make sure, you know, like I, I have all the data that I need for at the end. The other last thing would be like set a schedule for maintenance and just like to go back in, look at them. A lot of times you'll have a workflow that's in there for years and nobody touches it. Nobody looks at it. You just trust it's working. But one of the stages or one of the steps actually broke and it's still running people through because it wasn't a critical step and stuff. But now we're missing something on all of these. And so, so you want to make sure that you're actually like going in and checking on everything. Excellent. So yeah, making sure that you're strategic, not only about selecting what you automate, but in creating those automations and uh, that it's not just to set it and forget it, right? You're going to need to to check in on it, make sure that everything is still running smoothly. And, uh, you know, with the, what you were saying about making sure you understand the process before you create that workflow, um, you know, what it kind of makes me think of is, 
Uh, I'm not sure if you recall when you were younger and I, well, maybe you liked math. Maybe this wasn't you, but it was me where <laughs> he's shaking his head. OK, you might understand this nope. reference then. But when, you know, you had to do you had to learn how to do it by hand before the teacher would let you do it with the calculator. Right. And it was so frustrating mm -hmm. because you're like, well, I have the calculator. I can just do it that way. But you really do need to learn how the inner workings of how how it actually functions before, you know, let's just let technology take the wheel. Um, and I love that. I think that's really important. Yeah. And I'm really glad that uh, that we called that out here. Um Let's dig a little more into the different kinds of opportunities that you might explore as a marketer for something that you can automate. Like we've talked a little bit about lifecycle stages. We've talked a little bit about, you know, email automations, things like that. But can you just kind of walk us through some of the different stages uh, of or elements of a typical B2B marketing campaign and, you know, what opportunities there are for marketing automation to streamline parts of those processes? Yeah, so... Obviously, it comes down to what campaign you're running, but the ultimately, right? Let's say, let's just work through standard like growth metrics. So awareness, we're we're building awareness. We're doing that through blog content, social media posts, a YouTube channel, all of those things. We can be, I mean, a, a simple automation is literally setting a publishing date for something and then letting it publish when it when the time comes. That's the like simplest method. Being able to like put all your social posts. And stuff, and then have them fire out to, to Twitter, to or X, whatever, uh, to LinkedIn, all these different platforms without you having to go manually do it. You can just use that one platform. It saves a ton of time, super accurate, and it lets you see everything all at once. So, like starting with awareness, that's where I would go. Now, MQLs, we talk lifecycle stages, may, being able to, um, you know, actually capture leads and know that they are qualified leads. But then there's also the nurturing piece of this. And so you can build automations that say, hey, this person looked at this content, right? They came in on this page, they converted on this. So now we use that as trigger criteria to say, this is what they're interested in. So this is what we want to send them. And so you can shape that, right? And so like if someone comes into the Lean Labs website and they're interested in, in a new website, we're not going to be sending them content about growth marketing strategies right away. Then we might open the conversation later, but we want to send them more stuff on what they're actually caring about and why they're here. And so you can build that into your marketing campaign and have it all automatically firing. Um, and then after that, now we're, <coughs> excuse me, talking acquisition where uh, we're really just looking at how many leads are we actually turning into potential sales conversations. And so as we're creating those sales conversations, right, we're automating one pipeline creation, lead assignment for the sales reps. Um, to make sure, because if a sales rep can get to a lead within five minutes, studies have found that they are 95% more likely to close. Like five minutes is quick, right? Like if you think about it, like you on one end of the country just converted on an offer on my site and now I see it, I know enough about you to be able to, you know, make a call and sound knowledgeable and we get on the phone. If you can automate that to get it to the the rep who is available and to who, right? You Like you don't just want to, have those leads sitting in a bucket and people just go pick who they want. You want it to fall on someone's plate so that they immediately see it and they just pick up the phone. And so you can do that through automation. And then once we hit the pipeline and we start getting into the revenue building, every stage of the pipeline, we're doing different automations, like making sure everything in the contact record is, is good. We're trying to make sure that like, even if we're prompting through these automations, just like telling sales reps, hey, please do that. Like leave notes about this so the marketing team can go in and look at these notes and get a better uh, understanding of the, the prospect. And then, yeah, all the way 
all the way through. You can even automate once, once they have finished, right? They're a customer. We can now say, hey, 90 days after they they change to becoming a customer, we're going to send them a satisfaction survey and we're going to ask them how they're doing. And oh, they hit a, a nine out of 10. Okay, well then we're going to send them this email that says, hey, would you love to leave us a review? We appreciate it, right? If anything less, then we're going to actually send them to our customer success team. And this is all just happening via automation in the background. We don't have to keep touching it every time. And like, oh, well, when did that customer go in? Okay, like 30 days, got it, right? Like it's just, it's happening and we can just go it. Everybody gets in a good flow. Um, yeah, so I think I got went on somewhat of a rant for for that, but it's like, there's a ton you can do with your marketing campaign, Yeah. right? And once you have the system, you can just fire the next campaign and you only have to tweak a little bit because you've already built the the skeleton. Right, you already have that template. So, and that's that's a great uh, point to make, you know, returning to that kind of ROI conversation, right? Once you've started investing in creating these workflows and these automations, um, it it becomes less of a lift every time you create a new one, right? A, because of your familiarity with the process and the tools, but B, because you have a, a skeleton to work off of. I think that's, I think that's really valuable. So we have to talk about um, emerging technologies. And yes, right, the words on everyone's tongue um but also you know just looking ahead do you see let's let's put our let's pull our crystal balls out right do you see any upcoming trends upcoming tools um that you think marketers should be keeping their eye on regarding marketing automation what do you foresee maybe coming on the horizon ai is going to play a bigger role cool i said the i said the letters i know (laughs) so there's going to be a lot more personalized one-on-one engagement Right, like people are already automating their chatbots and using AI to do that. So now they don't even have to go create the the workflow questions where it's like if someone says this and these are the potential answers, right? AI will just do it for you and they will figure it out because they know all the content on your website and they can work through that. But what we can also and I'm sure a company is currently working on this is like how do you create those nurturing sequences so that someone just enters your world and it's already spitting out all the right stuff and you didn't have to go figure it out. AI was doing it for you. Uh, I don't know if, so auto GPT is a super fun tool to play play with. It, it lives like on your computer, but it essentially does tasks for you and can search for stuff. So like for one of our clients, I wanted to build out the competitor landscape and like a little little better. And so I had this this bot just go out and research all the, the top competitors in this industry and collect every feature for each of them. And then who they believe it would be the best fit for. I say they like AI is a real person. <clears throat> but and it just spit out and it created the files for me and spit this out and provided everything in a list. That would have taken me, go, you know, like a couple hours to work through. But instead, I just asked this and it, all it's doing is collecting data. I'm not having it make decisions. I'm still making those marketing-based decisions. But I'm like, if I can get the right information in front of me, I can make a decision faster, right? And so let me, let me just tell this thing to do it. it. I let it run in the background for like however long. And then it spits out all, all these answers for me. And so I think that's like, how we're just getting started with, with everything. Um, the, I think our predictive like analytics, <clears throat> like the ability to look at a current metric, um, like okay, this person became an MQL and they viewed these pages and they did took this action. They are more likely to do this based on everything else we know about like similar contacts, and so it gives us a, a better vibe for or like the ability to uh, forecast a lot better. And uh, yeah, that's that's the future. From that's the future, by Chris. 
Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad you said the the AI word, phrase, letters, um, because that is, you know, inevitable, right? It always comes up in these conversations. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's important to talk about how how it's impacting really honestly every uh every state yeah. of our of our jobs and, and our entire industry. Um before we wrap up, do you have any parting thoughts on marketing automation, B2B campaigns, final kernels of of wisdom? Sure. Um, <clears throat> approach automation as a strategy, not a tactic. Right. Think big picture. How does it set you up to achieve your goals? Uh, but it's not the piece that achieves your goals, right? It's more of a path to, to doing things better and faster. What really matters is that you have a process that is set and it is going to achieve whatever you need it to do. And now we're just trying to do it faster so that we can open up our own schedules to be able to do other stuff. And we can be com confident in that accuracy that it's it's pumping out. Um, and then I would also hesitate to over automate. If you can add a human touch every so often within your within a workflow, right? It sometimes can't have a great uh, outcome. It, and that obviously depends what you're doing. If it's all just stuff in the back end, whatever, like let it let it run. But if you're doing like email outreach and stuff, there is a point where human reaching out to another human and building that connection is is the best answer. You got to figure out where that is for you, but that's something something I would do. Um, and then just make sure you're managing everything appropriately. Like you're actually looking double, you know, double checking your workflows before they send. You're setting up those maintenance dates, and you're just keeping a track of the entire process. And then I think you'll be able to create an automation like journey that actually works for your your company. Amazing, creating an automation powerhouse, right? Increasing accuracy and making ourselves more efficient. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me about all the best ways that we can leverage marketing automation to streamline our B2B campaigns. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I think this is going to give our audience a really solid foundation for leveraging marketing automation tools and getting the absolute most out of those tools to enhance their processes. So thank you everyone out there for listening. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you have a moment, take a second to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast application. Until next time, this has been Growth Team Radio. Want to grow your business? Trying to find the right path to do it? Well, we've got the answers. Go to stopscaling.com. Yes, you heard right. Go to stopscaling.com where we'll show you the exact way to grow your business this year. <laughs>